everyone. Welcome to Embody Your Soul. I am your host, Alexandra Shelley, also known as BB by many. And here on Embody Your Soul, this is where we get real comfy and talk about how we can truly discover our divine self, our divine calling, our soul through spiritual connection and practices. Oh my goodness, you guys. I am so over the moon about this guest. She is unbelievably special to me and she is so gifted. She is so magical. And her name is Andrea Alejandre. And it's so funny because my mom's name is Andrea and Andrea pronounces her name Andrea. And it's sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I say your name wrong, Andrea. She's like, honestly, it's totally fine. But it's very interesting practice for me. So anyways, Andrea Alejandre is a incredibly gifted Reiki master. She is a masseuse. She is the host of her podcast, The Law of Love. She is a graduate of the Manifestation Babe Academy. And she is also almost finished with her shamanic apprenticeship. And she is unbelievably powerful, you guys. Honestly, what a gift she is to my life and to this world. We met through an incredible podcast program called Your Podcast Pro. It was hosted and coached by the hosts of Almost 30, Krista and Lindsay. And honestly, what an incredible group of women they brought together. The energy that was created and harnessed within this container was unbelievably powerful and magical. And definitely one of the best things I got out of this experience was Andrea and also many other beautiful women that I am now so honored to be connected with. So anyways, in this podcast, we touch on some really important, juicy topics that not only ones that I have definitely dealt with and you know really embody but also women that I am now becoming connected with spiritually they also come across this too and it's really really interesting and again I'm so so happy that it's her and I talking about it because not only do we both have experience with our partners but also um We're like two really, really close friends. So I think that's what makes the conversation really lovely and super authentic and embodied is, I mean, not that I'm saying it wouldn't be with someone else or an expert, but it's just like nice to kind of have these intimate talks with the best friend. And I hope that you feel that way when you're listening or you're driving, you're taking a shower, you're washing dishes, you're eating, or you're literally just laying in bed listening to us. Again, I cannot thank you enough for your eyes, your ears, your hearts, and your souls, your energy. It truly means the world to me. You have no idea. And again, her podcast is called The Law of Love Podcast. It's this beautiful purple purple cover of a woman reaching up to the stars. I will also put, God, what is wrong with me? I will put her Instagram handle in the show notes because it is also long, but it's The Law of Love Podcast and it has like little periods. I just can't remember in this moment. I'm the worst. But anyways, also, if you guys are in Sedona, definitely hunt her 
her down for a massage and she of course like not only is such a powerful amazing masseuse but the fact that she's a shamaness and she's reiki attuned I mean, her massages are unbelievably powerful. And when my guides have, you know, spoken to her and I've, you know, channeled my guides, you know, kind of relaying messages to her, they have emphasized her hands, her hands, her hands. Your hands are sacred. They're so important. So anyways, I'm kind of digressing, but not really. So please get comfy with us. I am so excited for you guys to get to know Andrea and sit with us and really listen to this unbelievably magnetic conversation so let's just get right to it i love you guys so so much can you hear me yes oh my gosh okay i got it so before we move on to the podcast i want to i want to give you some of my perspective yes. on your boys yes. Yes. I've had to learn so much around relationships and having a conscious relationship and when we are evolving so rapidly and making quantum leaps which I feel are so like they're on the brinks for you and what I'm feeling and sensing from you and your energy is that there are going to be there's going to be a bunch that are coming back to back for you. So you're going to quantum leap multiple times in the next, it feels like less than a year, honestly, where you're going to have like multiple, like boom, 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 quantum leaps. Mm -hmm. But the, the presence of that, the understanding is the quantum leaps are your quantum leaps, baby. They are meant for your soul and your soul is in a space where it's ready to accept them. It's ready to integrate them. It's ready to embody them. But what I've really had to do for myself is understanding that even though these quantum leaps are happening, my partner is not there yet. And that is how it's supposed to be. Like, I'm constantly telling Michael, like, what do you want to do with your life? Like, where are you going? What is happening? And he's like, I don't know. I'm just like happy to be right now. Like, I'm just happy to be here, support you. Like, I'm just happy to vibe. And it used to drive me bonkers because I was like, what the fuck do you mean you don't have a plan? Like, what is wrong with you? But the reality is that's where their soul is right now. And that's where that's where it's supposed to be. Like, that is the perfection of the process is understanding and releasing and surrendering like I feel like surrender is my like theme for the year it's just like really surrendering to whatever the plan may be and sometimes it's gonna get frustrating they don't necessarily have to quantum leap at the same level or at the same time or at the same speed that we're quantum leaping also we're sitting in our feminine so maybe that's something that they have to unlock but as we sit in our feminine we will continue to unlock even more and it's okay if they're not, if they're not there yet, like, it's okay. It's perfectly fine. And I absolutely, I'm not saying like, don't push him to like be the best version of himself. Absolutely push him while understanding that it has absolutely nothing to do with you. Like it, it's not, it's not personal. And like trusting 
the the you know the masculine energy to actually function and be because that's the beauty of a holy masculine and feminine relationship is those energies are exchanging and you know I think that's the biggest thing too is I think where we can like oh my god we also need to talk about this in the podcast I feel like it'll be so beautiful is like honestly this whole thing could have been a recording (laughs) I mean I'm still recording it like this whole like I've recorded this whole thing because I'm like just in case um because we're just we're just vibing um is oh god damn it I forgot I was talking about okay yes because like I was saying earlier it's like we get so caught up in like what we like want and then we yeah we take it personally and then it comes off as like them just not being good enough and it's like no it's just like you should do this because it's good but it's like should like the word should should just be ex-nade forever because it's just so like weak and just so frustrating and I love the word should really yes okay I'll hear your take on it because I sound bonkers I love when I hear myself being like, you should go to the gym or you should work out. You should eat healthy. You should. And then I, I stop and I think I'm like, I don't want the should. So where is it coming from? What part of me is having these, like what thought needs to be, I guess it's not even a thought. It's so much deeper, right? Like what belief and what system of beliefs am I holding and integrating that is not true that's not true to me and so for example the gym one's a constant one for me where it's like you should go to the gym it's like well what belief am I holding well in that case it's I am not worthy of being loved if my body doesn't look a certain way that's not my belief that's society's belief but the the it was like the the peak of the iceberg was that should of me like I should go to the gym and it's like well well yes I should when I'm ready, when my body feels ready, when it feels good to go and, you know, I'm, I'm in that space. But if I don't have the space to hold that capacity, I'm not going to force myself to do just mm-hmm. because of this should. So honestly, I do love shoulds, but because they show me where I'm like, where I could go in and correct this like belief, like it brings up those beliefs that are like, oh, like, is that my belief? Do I actually feel that way? Or is it set upon me and someone else? And then I can go in and unearth it and like get it, get rid of it. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, now I love the word should. It's like, I feel like maybe I have, cause you know, you know where that came from was, uh, my old, uh, a former therapist. He, he was awesome. But then I eventually was like, I need a female therapist, but he was, he was the man. And he was like, okay, we should only do things we need to do or want to do. And if you don't need to do it or don't want to do it, then, like, there you go. And it just was kind of this nice little thing because I had, like, near 0% boundaries. And then he was like, don't ever do something because you should do it. Like, do it because you need to do it or you want to do it. And so that's, again, that's where I – but I love, I love the way you put it. Okay, so now what I'm – okay, so what I'm thinking for this episode, we should definitely talk about conscious relationships during quantum leaps. I think we have to talk about that. Um, I would love to talk about living a spiritual life, like on the human plane, because I think it's so easy for us, literally. Um, and then didn't you finish your shamanic apprenticeship? No. Oh my God. It's it's like a long process, but I thought I would love to talk about it. Yeah. Yes. Question. Do I sound super echoey? I mean a little, but. I don't know. I wish there was a way I could change that. Maybe I could put like 
I'm just kidding. I'm gonna record like this with my sweater the entire time. How does this just... sound? It sounds actually pretty good. I, I'm like not even joking. Oh my god! Wait. <laughs> I wish it would just like stay. Maybe I could get the light in here too. Yeah, I'm so dead. It's just like it's too echoey. You're just. Do I sound? Do I sound like normal, or does it sound weird in here? No, it sounds good. Okay, good. How does? Oh, actually, this sounds a little bit better. Nice. Yeah, that's good. Right? Does it sound better? Would, if it doesn't, tell me. I would say it sounds better. Get it, girl. <laughs> I am a joke. Honestly, this like recording out of an RV has been the most insightful stuff for me, like learning how to make do anywhere I go. Okay, is that better? Yes, that is good. Awesome. Ooh. Oh, girl, we made it. Okay, also, your okay. hair is like so glossy. Like, just. Uh. <gasps> I can't wait to tell you because part of my shamanic apprenticeship and my shamanic commitment has been to, to work with my hair. And I've always been someone that struggled with my hair so much. I was like, my hair's too thin, my hair's too thick, my hair's too short, my hair's, you know, too frizzy. It's blah, 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 blah. And as I've come and did, I so I did a vow. And we can talk about this in the podcast, of course, but um, I did a few vows and I've worked with my hair a lot and it started growing like crazy and it's like super luscious and like shiny now and it it like curls and it has its own mind so I'm like I'm loving this like this is like so much is changing both in the energetic realm and my energetic body and my physical body and my three-dimensional path like it's all so integrated I love I'm so excited for this conversation girl oh my god I am literally living for this okay let's make this like the official start oh my gosh I can't, like, I'm speechless. Like, you have been such a special piece of my life. And it feels like we've, again, like, we've known each other for many, many lives. And then we, what's so great is we have many, many more lives to go <laughs> with each other. And, but it's, like, these past couple months for me and, like, being your friend has just been such an honor. Like, I look up to you, like, spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally. Like, I... Just am so excited to be connected to you, and it's just I'm ah, so happy. Should we talk about how we met? Yes, would love that. Yeah, just a quick overview. We met in Krista and Lindsay's um, podcast Pro Accelerator Program, the Almost Thirty Program. Awesome, awesome program, great program. My favoriteest thing out of it would have to be you. <laughs> And I learned a lot. Like, I gained a lot. It was a a very insightful, like, amazing program. But Mm -hmm. hands down, my favorite thing has been BB. Oh, my God. No, honestly, like, meeting, yeah, meeting you and, like, meeting Madeline, like, just. Love Madeline. The queen bee. Like, literally, queen bee, queen bee. Like, she's everything. (laughs) Um, Literally everything. Um but yeah, just I will say like the the energy that they facilitated was just so wonderful and like just yeah, that was the biggest thing. Was like the people I now have in my life. Like you guys are literally my sisters. It's so great and it's it's so remarkable because I feel, you know, for so many years these young women were 
we're searching for other women that can just accept us and understand us. And it was just crazy how we just immediately met and we just, I'm like, wait, it's, this is something that women or just people, anyone like yearn for, like yearn for this like depth of connection. And it's like, wait, I got it with someone I literally met like online on an online course. Like it's just crazy. I don't know. But then that's the beauty of it. It's just no accidents. Yeah. And so expansive. Like I find that the more courses I do, the more expanded I feel a energetically I'm telling the universe, like I'm ready to receive and expand and grow, but then also just the connections that you make the understanding of behind the scenes, right? Like I really got to see behind the scenes of almost 30 and I was like, dude, they've been through the same shit that we, that I like find myself struggling through. I'm like, Oh, okay. Like this is just part of the growing pains. Like this is yeah. literally part of the process. Oh my God. I know. Cause it's, it's so, yeah, it's so easy. Cause you see like Lindsay and I almost said Linza. Christina. <laughs> that was so funny I was like dyslexic um but it's so it's just interesting because you see them in like these gorgeous women and like they're just powerhouses but then they like are so real they're like absolutely like we were literally on the floor in our closets and like we've made massive mistakes and I'm like oh like it just feels so okay like you know it's like the process is the beauty so yeah yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. Okay. So this is a question I, I love to ask and just start off the conversation because again, it just expands and opens up into so much more, but in your, in your eyes, in your heart, um, what does it mean to embody your soul? I would say embodying my soul would probably be constantly coming from a place where I stop and I don't want to say think I guess I stop and like let my soul come through first because we're in this three-dimensional realm and our brain you know is structured to kind of the survival mode the the basics the motor cortex it's all it's all very instinctual it's very quick it's very spontaneous and i think that sometimes we don't give it time to sit with things and so i would say sitting with things is a huge one but then also something i've really been working with and integrating recently has been just being like just letting myself be like removing all of the identities that I have picked up along the way, which are so not me, like sitting in that presence of taking away every single layer from my cellular molecular body to all of the identities, the ego, the shadows, even the the positive attributes that we picked up and just sitting with the presence of like, if I don't have my mind, if I don't have my essence, then who am I? And the reality is you just are like just you are. So that's something that I've been working with. And I think that I'm really going to start integrating that into everything that I that I do, which is just letting myself be instead of having these expectations of good or bad or or whatever it needs to be. Right. Mm. How about you? Oh, my goodness. Um, I guess in kind of layman's term is for me I just feel like 
I now live life so like just so automatic in a way and I guess to kind of break that down is I'm no longer having so much anxiety about my decisions I'm no longer having anxiety about how I present myself to the world I no longer have just so I mean I obviously like I still have you know like diagnosed anxiety depression ADHD like that's the beauty of me but I just it's just I have this beautiful inner knowing that okay like this is how my soul feels and like I'm going to live this way I'm going to do this and this doesn't vibe with me and it's just wonderful and I feel the most vibrant I've ever felt in my life and the fact that that's only going to get better and better is just the most insanely amazing thing in the entire world and I think just so much beauty about embodying the soul is like you okay I guess I'm kind of like taking this antidote but an amazing episode you should listen to you would love it is so Jay Shetty had an episode with Pyle who started Class Pass and I love her story and I love the way she put this is she's like your purpose is in you and it's about protecting your purpose and it's about allowing yourself to just embrace your purpose and then your purpose protects you and I love that because I think we're told to oh find your passion like find your calling but it's like it's just it's not the right verbiage and I think again people can get really hung up on verbiage which is a beautiful thing like as a writer and I writing is powerful but I think again the proper way to view it is like our our purpose is our soul and like what is our soul's calling and I think when you are finally like hell yes like this is the fire in me that allows me to be me and allows me to show up for me and for others and for life I just feel like that's that's just like some of the greatest success you can ever achieve is like that and then of course with other things like love and connection and relationships and whatever success means to you but yeah that is that is that's embodying your soul in my eyes (laughs) Mm, I love that. I love that so much. I think that it's so beautiful when we allow allow ourselves to change and evolve and transmute and grow and understanding that, yes, our purpose is inside of us and it will always and forever be updating just like our life. And it will always and forever be present in everything we do, not just like podcasting is my purpose, but then I'm also in my purpose when I'm washing dishes and I'm being present and I'm acknowledging that maybe this isn't something I want to do right this second, but it's something that is part of my purpose as a human, as this three-dimensional realm requires it. And it's, you know, moving our body and meditating and all this stuff is so beautiful and it's absolutely aligned with our purpose, but I think where our purpose shows up the most is really in our day-to-day lives when we are out in the world. So just beautiful I love all of this oh my gosh no I just got so inspired by what you said because I think that's huge I think a lot of people especially in our in our industry get really hung up on like even I like literally the, a few days ago I was getting so frustrated with work I'm like I feel like a square peg trying to fit in a round hole like I am not meant to do this like I do not want to be at a desk like doing like copy for like a card like what am I doing but then literally what you just said is like 
That is my purpose right now. I am getting a paycheck. I am giving myself the gift of stability that so many people in this wonderful world do not have. And that's it. And I, I just, I love that you said that because again, I think we get so hung up on rushing through the day, like literally washing dishes. Like even I sometimes like find myself rushing and it's like, what am I rushing for? I have nothing to rush for. Or it's like, I'm, I'm trying to not like get anxious about the drive back to LA because literally I have a car full of all my presents, all my laundry, all my clothes, all the bottles of beautiful wine I got from friends. And I'm like, oh my God, I have to unpack my car and make multiple trips. And I'm like, that's just life. Like that's just is what it is, BB, because people love you and they brought you bags of wine and books and things like that. Like that's not the worst thing in the world. And it's just like, I don't know. I love that you said that. Oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so Oh my gosh, there's just so many questions I have for you. Um, I really want to dive into conscious relationships. And as your work as a beautiful shaman and healer, and as my work, you know, into psychic mediumship and channeling and spirit, it's so interesting being in this human body as a soul and allowing ourselves to be human and how frustrating it can be but then really kind of dovetailing off what you just said it's like our purpose our purpose is like this beautiful day-to-day boots on the ground like existing and how like our purpose is presence mm -hmm, literally it's just breathing and how that how like the conscious relationships with friendships with our partners with family I would love to dive into that. So I'd love to hear what comes up for you. And then questions will arise, I'm sure. Because I'm like, that wasn't really a specific question. It was more like, (laughs) let's talk about this. (laughs) Let's talk about it. So I love to brag about my husband, Michael, because he is amazing. And I'm so deeply, like deeply, deeply connected into my practices and my rituals. And there's not, there's no difference in my life when I'm on the podcast or when I'm at home or when I'm with Michael or when I'm with my family, my best friend, like whoever I'm with, I'm always showing up as the the woo-woo girl, like I mean like that chick. And so when I first started my self-healing journey, I was like really struggling to understand that it was okay for me to show up authentically and still be loved and still be accepted and still have people that want to be around me. And as I've become stronger in who I am, I've been able to attract the most beautiful relationships, both in friends and, you know, pseudo family people that I consider my family, but with Michael. So I actually have known Michael for like eight years, I think I was doing the math. It was like eight years. We met when we were 19 and now we're 26. (laughs) It's like, how old am I? So all in all, he's seen this transition of me from like, you know, where I was to where I am now. And I think that 
something that we assume is that when someone is extremely spiritual, their partner is also going to be extremely spiritual. Or when someone is deeply devoted to a practice, that their partner will also be deeply devoted to a practice. And something that I've really found is the only thing that I need from Michael is unconditional love, which unconditional love is a myth. And I I need to do a podcast episode of that, but Mm. love conditionally to where I'm like, as long as I'm doing my role to deserve and not even deserve, but to like serve love, then I am worthy of love in return. And I don't need him to come to full moon circles with me if that's not his jam. I don't need him to wake up and do a morning prayer with me if that's not his jam. If he doesn't want me burning incense in our home, then I wait because I'm respecting his boundaries, but I expect the same respect in return. So when I say this is my goal. I want to do X, Y, and Z. I, I, it doesn't matter if it's spiritual or if it's anything else. I would expect that in a relationship, there's a level of here's the line and it needs to be respected. It needs to be, you know, boundaries, whether good or bad, it needs to be respected. Um, not that there would be like any necessarily bad boundaries, but like if I'm having a cranky day and I'm like, (laughs) I just need space, then I get space. But with spirituality and conscious relationships, a lot of it comes down to communication and really standing firm in what it is that you want in like from you, from your relationship, from them. And so understanding that I don't need him to be super spiritual for him to respect the fact that I am. And as I'm going through my shamanic apprenticeship and I've been integrating myself a lot more in the healing world... I don't necessarily need him to change his lifestyle and that's okay. Like I don't want to have a, actually let's bring this back to Jay Shetty. He said something that was beautiful. He goes, I feel like a soulmate isn't, yes, yes. You know what I'm talking about. A soulmate isn't like the other half of your soul. It's someone who helps you find your soul. And I will say what Michael has brought to our relationship has been so fundamental for me to feel safe and secure in chasing after my dream of whatever it is, my dream, you know, at the time it's all, it's like always changing. <laughs> he has been wow. instrumental in, in me being able to show up authentically because I really do feel that instead of me relying on him, I'm relying on the love we have between each other to have, have like building blocks on like, this is where I am now. Here's how you can support me. If you have the capacity to do so, sometimes he doesn't, sometimes he's like, I don't want to do that today. And that's fine. But understanding that it's a not about me, it's him too. Like it's, you know, a partnership. And then B, I don't, I don't need anything from him for me to be okay. Like I need to be okay with myself first and then we can come together as two holes. That being said, I've had a lot of flashback from my friends, from my family members, from people who thought they knew me and they were like, oh, that's interesting. You're totally different now. Like you're changing, you're evolving, you're becoming something that I don't vibe with. And that's good because it clears space in my energy field. It clears space in my time. It clears space in my intimate circle for people that do vibe with me and who do find that, you know, my energy is building or exciting for them as opposed to like condescending or draining or or whatever it is that they might be feeling. And so 
well, it has made my spirituality and consciousness has made a lot of changes in a lot of relationships. I would say that it's never a negative. It's always a positive. But at the end of the day, a lot of it is really understanding I'm okay first. And this is who I am. And I'm okay with that. And if you if you vibe with that, then that's okay. And if you don't, that's also fine. What else? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, every single thing that you said is so gorgeous and so deeply resonates with me. And it's just, it's so, it's so miraculous because this is all of that you said is like everything that I have learned for the first time with Alec. Like I've, I never felt that way in any other relationship. And it's like, it was just like this weird knowing of like, I just... No, I just know that I will always be safe and loved and held with him. And even though, like, he was not his best self, like, for, you know, his many, many years. I also was not my best self for many years, like, before I met him. Like, I did not show up as, like, you know, the best partner in the world and, like, whatever. So the fact that now I, I just love what you said about I don't need anything from him. I need to be okay and if he has the capacity to support me in this in this time and place and that's amazing but if he doesn't that's also okay and i think that's something that my mentor and i dr lisa rayburn shout out uh have discussed is she's like we can't be beholden to other people it's just not fair it's not fair on them but it's not fair on you like you need to be responsible for being seen you are that's not their job to see you like yes like you that is an absolute necessity in a relationship but also like the number one job is in your life is to see yourself and I don't think enough people know that and I just hope that anyone who listens to this is just like yes I just I don't know this is it was just the biggest absolute yes confetti celebration when you said that and also something that really really resonated with me and I I believe I sent like the podcast clip to you is when Jay oh Jay (laughs) so much love for him (laughs) when he was interviewing Esther Perel and it's like I've memorized like her her line it's like love is a verb it's not a permanent state of enthusiasm you know it's not about finding the right person it's about being the right person and if you want to be dazzled and you want to have fun then have a love story that's great and not saying that they're bad like there's beautiful love stories but it's about building a life story it's about you know life story is something that you are sustaining and you are working together and like you move countries you bury parents together you 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 know you buy a house together and it just it just rocked me because I'm like, no, like I, even if Alec is not my life story, even though I truly believe he is, I am committed to building a life story with him and whatever that takes. And I think that is how we should look at relationships. It's not about like, he gives me butterflies. Like, no, like it's not, I don't know. It just makes me sad because I feel like I see these beautiful women in my life that are just so still yearning and still searching. And I'm like, no, I I don't know. I just want to hold them and love them and tell them that even though, you know, Disney animated movies are just so stunning and I'm still so obsessed with them. It's like they have just so given us the wrong idea of how to build this beautiful conscious relationship. And 
I also love that. I love what you said because I was also talking to a new a new friend of mine. It's just crazy how like how many beautiful new spiritual soul sisters I've met. This other girl who I really want you to meet too um, is just stepping into her spiritual power, and I'm like freaking out. Like she's amazing. Is she was like, oh, you know, like my my partner is in spiritual, and like I would love to talk about that. And I think that was something really huge for me is I knew I always had a a really beautiful um, spiritual connection and special connection with God. I always knew he existed, but I never, I felt weird calling myself like, oh, I'm a Christian. Oh, I'm this. Like, not that it was, I was like, oh, it's a bad thing. I was just like, I never felt drawn to like a certain sect. And then of course, when I've stepped into this, I'm like, ah, this is exactly who I am. (laughs) Like, I just... I just am so, I think everyone has God in them, no matter who, even if they are like, it sounds, it just, it breaks my heart. Even if like you have done bad things in the world, like God is in you. Like that's not like every life is a spiritual life. And I think the beauty of what Alec has taught me is like, oh my God, also another Esther Pearl thing coming in is like, it was kind of, it was like funny, but it's true. She's like, we're expecting our partners to be like our soulmate, our adventure buddy, our whatever. And she's like, that's a village. Like you go to church for spiritual, like for your soulmate, you know, God, like you go play tennis with your best friend. Like they are not supposed to fulfill eight roles in your life. And I Dude, yes. My husband actually says a great thing. And I wanna touch I wanna touch on a few other things you said, but first I wanna tell you, Michael always tells me when I'm like frustrated because I'm expecting something, right? Like it's not other people. It's my expectation of what I thought other people should do. And that's not that's not what this world that's not how it works. So Michael will consistently tell me like they're not your drummer. And at first I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, he would tell me all the time, like, you can't expect your drummer to also be your lead singer if you want them to be a really good drummer. Like, don't expect your best friend to be a really good best friend, but then also be a mirror for your shadows, which, you know, it can be, but like, you can't expect the same person to consistently feel all of these roles and he'll even remind me with him sometimes where I'm like hey like let's go do this ecstatic dancing and he's like babe I'm not I'm not your lead singer right now like I'm not that's not something that I vibe with I think you would actually have a much better experience if you took your friend Shelby or if you took shout out to Shelby from Shelby Speaks she's amazing if you took you know one of your coworkers, if whoever you take like he will constantly remind me of like the expectation that you're setting is unreasonable and the only person you're letting down is you and the relationship that you have with the person that you have this expectancy from. Mm -hmm. Also, I want to say, you mentioned that you have a lot of friends who are searching and yearning for a, a partner and it touches my heart because I also have a lot of friends, but I was also there for a long time where I was like searching and yearning for the quote unquote perfect partner. First of all, you can't have a perfect partner until you are the perfect partner. So I will, even once I was in the relationship with Michael, I would be like, why don't you bring me flowers? Why don't you write me letters? Why don't you do this? And he's like, well, when was the last time you brought me flowers? And I was like, oh, oh, damn. Mic drop. Yeah. (laughs) And so now I go out of my way 
trying to be as romantic to him as I expect him to be for me. So I will text him throughout the day or random times or whatever. I will have random surprises for him. I will make dinner. I will give him like all the things that I want from him. I expect in return. And here's the thing. I have so much joy when I do things for him that I actually like don't want him to do anything in return like I want him to sit there and take it like I want him to just absorb all of the love that I'm giving him because it feels so good to give but back to the friends that are looking for a soulmate would it be possible that what you're looking for other people you're actually looking for the piece of yourself that can fulfill that because when you are looking for a partner you're looking for aspects of that partner you're not looking for an actual partner i think you're looking for the illusion of fulfillment of wholeness of completedness and so what parts of you are you still missing that is a actually not attracting your ideal partner because if you're looking for someone that's just going to fill these gaps it's actually not going to make you happy you're going to get past the point where you don't need that gap filled anymore and then you're still going to be looking So it's like an ever looking, ever searching, but like what part of you are you actually needing to bring back to wholeness so that you can call in someone who is going to be good for you as opposed to maybe continuing the pattern of attracting energetic vampires or, you know, narcissists or whatever the pattern is of people who don't respect you and give you the love that you deserve. And so that you can stay in a committed relationship. So when I was first like first getting together with Michael I was still you know looking through parts of myself that I hadn't healed yet and one of the biggest ones was receiving love now you know obviously my podcast is called the law of love everything I do I I'm like consistently like how can I bring love how can I make it loving how can I have love be the surface the foundation the middle the everything like how can this be more love so when we first got together, I was having such a hard time receiving love and that was impeding me from giving the love that I was receiving because we can only love others to the capacity that we love ourselves, but we can only accept love as well to the capacity that we love ourselves. And even though Michael is this big, mushy, gushy teddy bear that he is like so loving and so doting, I couldn't receive it. So it didn't matter that I had this really sweet guy who was constantly pouring over me I didn't, my cup was not big enough to receive it. And it wasn't until I went back and did that healing and expanded my cup, my self-love cup, that I was A, able to accept the love that he has to give me and B, able to love myself. So if there's a day where he doesn't have that love to give, the capacity for him to give is not at where I need, I'm not going to be resentful for not receiving that from him because I have the capacity to give it to myself. Mm. Good Lord. No, everything literally like I'm like, I don't want to keep snapping because I don't want to like interrupt the podcast like fucking like, even though I'm already doing it. Um, But what came up for me in that was also relating it back to like friendships. Like I have definitely had times where I feel so disappointed. And, you know, one of my literal best friends, like we will be like she like we'll be friends until we're in the grave. And it would make me really upset where I'm like, why aren't you texting me back? Why don't you hang out with me? Like, I am so here for you. And she's like, BB, I'm literally so depressed. Like, I can't even think about picking up my phone. And I'm like, fuck. You know, it's because she's like, 
her cup is so small and it makes me so sad and I think that's the biggest thing is we're not realizing is we're looking for all these cups to fill ours and it's like uh no like you need to make a bigger cup I love that you said that because god damn like our cups are not big enough and it's and I think that's what's it's so easy for you and I to give so much love and I'm so okay with it like even for instance I mean I so it's kind of like a random like example but I love hosting parties. I love hosting birthday parties, anyone's birthday parties, like whatever. I just, it brings me such joy because I love bringing people together. And so one thing was, you know, I found a bartender, you know, to come to my birthday party because I'm like, well, I want people to be able to like, you know, drink and be merry. And I was so okay with like, I I bought all the alcohol and like I asked for like Venmos, whatever. But Alec was like, are you sure? Like, I'm like, Alec, like I, I don't mind. Like I am throwing like, yeah, like, yeah, they, they should be maybe, but it's like, I just, I didn't feel that way in terms of like, oh, they have to pay me. Like they have to like, you know, pay for everything because I'm paying for them. It's like, no, like, this is like my joy. Like friendship is my gift. And like it is a gift in this world to like have people that would just come to celebrate me. Not that it's like, oh, you come to celebrate me? Like, but it's just like, I think that is where I also get so sad is I think there's so many exchanges on this human plane where people are so easily triggered. Like again, money where it's like, we're not, there's not enough of it or we're not getting it back or even just communication or whatever it is in this life. And it's just, it all comes back to like this self-love cup that you just said. And it's like, yeah, I don't make probably enough money to buy everyone's alcohol for my birthday, but I don't care. Like, I don't care. Like, it's just not the biggest deal in the world to me because it's just a, a, I'm just bringing people together and I'm, creating celebration and I'm like opening up my house and like I don't know like that was kind of like roundabout but I just think no I love that I think the energy of abundance is so prominent in that story like abundance really is not just related to money but abundance in in joy abundance in love abundance in community abundance in finances and being able to say I'm giving freely knowing a that I don't expect anything in return and then b giving so freely that it actually triggers like a magnitude of ripple effects because when we deliver and over deliver and do it from a good like a good place like an intention of bringing joy bringing love bringing you know x y and z it actually returns to us tenfold everything that we ever do right like karma is consistently ever going and keeping track both good and bad Mm -hmm. and everything will return to us multiplied but when you sit here in a place of i want to give whether it be love whether it be joy community friendship you know money it will always come back to you but i think that that also goes for whether we're giving good or whether we're giving bad. So it's like a really good, like, mm. ooh, am I feeling cranky today? Should I get on this phone call while I'm still cranky? Or should I fill up my cup first and then get on the phone call? Because it's contagious as fuck. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. No, and I love, okay, this is also reminding me of something. I remember I saw, like, the cutest little stick figure thing on Instagram. Sometimes, 
as traumatizing and upsetting social media can be, I will say there are some beautiful things I see on yeah. Instagram. And so there's this little yeah. stick figure thing. And it was like, sometimes it's okay if you're the one that is more touchy. Sometimes it's okay that you're the partner that is more lovey or more this or more. Like, that's not a problem. It's because, like, that's just who you guys are. And that shouldn't be, like, I don't know. I, I, I'm not explaining it in the best way, but I loved it because I think for a little bit of, like, again, getting to know Alec in this relationship, I'm like, oh, he doesn't say I love you enough. Like, he's not, you know, communicative enough or he doesn't do this enough. And it's like his enough is his enough, and that is absolutely stunning. And I now am so obsessed with the way he loves me. And the way I love him is the way I'm going to always love him. And he loves the way I love him. And I think that's something that more people need to understand is, like, the people's expression of love is love itself and you need to open your eyes to that I think you know for instance like my little sister my little sister Julia like we are night and day really but now it's actually I'm watching her heal and she's actually becoming a lot more similar to me or like we're actually a lot more similar than we thought which is really really stunning like for instance (laughs) she's now starting to read books Like, she was not a reader, and it's kind of amazing. Like, now she's like, oh, my God, I love reading. And I'm like, yes! Like, it's so exciting. And her expression of love is just, I don't know, like, little, like, random hugs or just kind of a text, like, just, hi, like, how are you doing? Like, her, her expressions of love, like, maybe to someone are really quiet but they're actually really really powerful and I think that's now like how I kind of see Alec is like he doesn't let a lot of people in but like I've had the gift and the honor to be let into his world and like the way he loves me is just absolutely huge and stunning and I think unfortunately okay not saying that like like huge beautiful you know productions aren't gorgeous like they're fun I think there's a lot of joy and like who cares if you like have an airplane shoot a message across the sky like I think that's super fun but the place where it comes from is so huge and where the yearning comes from is so huge because I just think it was just interesting going onto Instagram on Valentine's Day seeing all these just kind of like the the dramatics of valentine's day and like alec he got he got me like literally the cutest card in the entire world like that card i'm keeping forever he got me my favorite ice cream and he took me to dinner and that was like all i needed i didn't need this big production and i think it also comes from so much of what we were just talking about like i don't need all this stuff from him i just I just want to feel loved by him and seen by him. Yeah. And loved every day consistently mm-hmm. on like a sustainable level of, I don't want to say adoration, but like a sustainable level of gushy mushy or a sustainable level of, you know, energy being exchanged. Mm-hmm. I want to go back really quick because I think we glossed over a really important point, which is your partner not being spiritual. And I think a lot of people want to change that and the reality is we can only lead by example so I'm going to give you I'm going to give you an example actually my mom I grew up super Catholic and my mom was 
always like concerned because I would talk to trees and animals and I would burn incense and have a bunch of plants. And I was always called like the hippie. Like I remember being like 10 and my family was like the hippie dippy girl. Like, you know, I was that chick. And so a lot of this stuff got shut down, but I persisted even through the moments where she would throw away all of my sage, all of my myrrh, all of my incense. And she would come in and like destroy my altar because it wasn't quote unquote godly to her. It didn't represent what God meant to her. She didn't want me reading my spirituality books books or listening to podcasts, like all this stuff. And here's the crazy part. It was so true to me that it never, I never changed it. I kept going with it. And eventually she noticed such a drastic change in my personality over time. None, none of this was overnight, right? Like I, I've always been the way that I'm, I am now. And then it's progressively gotten more and more prominent. But as I've healed, as I've come through with, you know, manifestations, with you know, being able to help other people, help myself, I've had my mom come around full circle and be like, what are you doing and can you show me? And I've had that with friends and I've had that with Michael. Like I'm never, ever, ever going to push Michael to do anything that he doesn't want to do. But over the years that we've been married and the years that we've been together and the years that we've been friends, he's been able to realize that this works for me. And maybe there's an aspect of that that works for him. And so I've noticed without pushing that he will slowly start to integrate things into his life at his own time, on his own speed, in his own way. And I don't tell him like, hey, you're burning Palo Santo wrong. Like you should probably not do it while you're playing video games and like distracted, right? Like you should maybe sit down and have a prayer with it. But that's his way. And I'm not going to sit here and tell him not to do it his way because I'm just happy that he is believing in himself enough to be able to have his own connection to God without me, like taking myself out of the picture and having his own connection to source. His mom had um, a family emergency last week and we had to drive home. And I've never seen this man cry and like almost like praying, right? Like he was like in a prayer of like wanting his mom to be okay. And to me, that was one of the most significant moments of like, I've never had to push God or source or my belief system on him for him to realize and see that something is there and it's working and he wants, he wants that. It's not my way. He wants his own way to connect to a higher being or a higher source or himself or his size, highest self. And again, that just goes to like, we can't push things on other people. They have to find their own, their own walk, their own trail, their own way to their own highest enlightenment and if we try and push it that's only going to push them further away and it's going to take even longer so i would say that your partner not being spiritual is really actually a gift because you get to you know sit here and maybe influence them or if they never come around to it then you get to be the one person that is really kind of holding holding it together and holding space for all of you guys mm-hmm. but at the end of the day it all comes down to respect again like respecting the fact that he does or does not want to do this and him accepting and respecting the fact that I do and allowing me and providing space like I just need him to hold space otherwise it's okay but mm-hmm. it's like by example we can change the world we don't have to tell people to do anything 
Oh my God. I loved what you said. And again, something that my mentor Lisa has said to me was like, Bibi, you, you simply change the world by living in your truth. And I think that's, that is what has guided me so much in like the last few years is I think there, there's obviously beauty and so much God, God source power to, you know, being a, a beautiful spiritual figure. Like we obviously, there's so many gorgeous spiritual figures, but then again, it's like my heart weeps, like just seeing some people just go in this direction of like where it hurts, it traumatizes, it isolates, and it ostracizes these gorgeous beings that are all in they're all god everyone like i was saying earlier it's like everyone has their own beautiful expression of god in them and i think that's what not enough people are embodying and expressing and telling others because yeah if like there is so much beauty and holiness in alec and that's kind of the gorgeousness of him is like he just has no idea which is like kind of the thing where it's like oh you have no idea how handsome you are how beautiful you are it's like (laughs) he has no idea how much beautiful like empathy and just oh my gosh like just wisdom in this man and it's like he's just you know and I think that's that's the beauty of like you know being us is just allowing the beauty of life to unfold and like when you get there and I think honestly when you're truly embodying your soul you're allowing the beauty of life to unfold and I love what you were just talking about with Michael is like that I so resonate with that like I could only imagine the tears of joy and love that you felt like just watching him pray and like doing his way of burning like balls until you're like ah you know what you do you and like that's okay (laughs) like and I think I'm I'm always telling Alec like I know he's I'm not gonna make him meditate like I'm not gonna force him to do anything and there was actually one time where I tried to have him do my morning routine and he was like "Mm, I'm just tired like I just want to go to bed and it was just funny because I'm like why would I make him do that with me like that's my sacred space like I'm not gonna make that his sacred space like it's not gonna make him a better person if he does my morning routine and I think yeah, just, I think there's too, there's too much of that. It's like, you have to exist in my world. It's like, no, we're existing together. Like we're coexisting. And I think sometimes people see coexist as like, oh, we're just tolerating. It's like, no, coexisting is like this beautiful dance of like, literally, like we, I forgot to touch on this, the, what you said about coming together in a relationship as a whole person is like, you show up as like two whole people and then there's this beautiful third entity which is the relationship and that's what you nurture and you love and you celebrate and too many people are like you have to be like sewn at the hip and like your energies have to like you have to suck each other's like the life out of each other and it's just so sad to watch because I'm like wow you like every I think even though there are people who it's that that's what again it's like I'm even thinking about what's happening in the world right now and it's like probably like controversial maybe to say like even bad people are honestly 
like there is good in every single there's just good in every single person and like it i think for okay let's let's talk about the the controversy let's let's dive so i'm just gonna take us on like a macro level for a second yes energetically there are so many different and this is what i subscribe to so if you feel differently or it doesn't resonate as truth that is also okay and that's actually exactly what i'm going to talk about is there are so many different paradigms there's so many different evolutions and levels and there's so much happening at once but everything happens in the energetic realm first it happens in the shamanic realm it happens um out of our own like sight and I meant I mean sight like their three-dimensional sight so everything is happening in this like cloud almost and then it transmutes and comes down and funnels into our energetic body and then once it's in our energetic body if it's personal to us it'll manifest in our physical three-dimensional body so we can carry illnesses or attachments or entities in our energetic body and it might take a few seconds, it might take a few years before they manifest as disease in your physical body. Well, the same thing happens in the energetic realm. There might be something that is attaching or spiritual warfare. So, you know, if you want to get into the actual, like, you know, front and back of this quarter or whatever, spiritual warfare happening in the spiritual realm is very representative of what is happening and showing up right now in our three-dimensional realm. And so when we are on a spiritual level of like understanding what's happening, some of the stuff that's showing up in this world actually makes a lot of sense. It actually is like, oh yeah, of course this is happening when our spiritual realm is the way it is right now. I will say it's getting a lot lighter and it's getting a lot better because so many people are collectively waking up and collectively consciously raising their vibration, focusing on what they do want, manifesting abundance and wealth in good communities. Again, I could go about, I could talk about this forever, but when you are talking about bad things actually being good, I a thousand and ten percent believe that because in my own personal shamanic journeys and things that I've studied, I've come to, I don't want to say ever truth, but I want to say more like currently where I stand in my understanding is we sign up for a certain amount of lessons. This earthly three-dimensional realm is actually one of the only places that souls can come and evolutionize and quantum leap so quickly and so thoroughly the only thing that we take home that we take back with us is the growth of our soul all of the money all of the connections all of the places you'll travel all of the things that you'll see here stay here the only thing that you get to take with you is truly how much have you grown how much have you integrated how much have you embodied not in your ego not in your shadow but in yourself in your highest self that's the one thing that consistently keeps going that's why we're born whole and you're born as like pure soul and throughout time and days and years we get all of these things here on this three-dimensional realm Mm -hmm. so when we sign up for certain things our soul contracts will have soul contracts with other souls that say in this lifetime, I'm going to do something that is going to be hurtful. But 
I need you to know that it's so that you can learn this lesson. It's so that you can evolve to the next evolution, to the highest evolution, so that you can quantum leap what might have taken you eons to learn. Now you're going to learn in one lifetime. And even with everything that's happening, I know it can get hard to believe that all of these super traumatic, sad, and honestly kind of disgusting things that are happening in the shadow world are for a purpose or a reason but they are. And the, the quicker that we can learn the lesson, like what lesson can we learn from what's happening in Ukraine? What lesson can we learn with this virus? What lesson can we learn from communities separating and fighting each other? Like what are these lessons so that we can learn them, integrate them, and then move on? So we don't have to keep relearning these same lessons. But absolutely everything happens for a reason. There's no coincidences. There's no set plan. So you get to very much be a co-creator of your life. But there are lessons that you have to be able to check off your list, you know, or like move on from so that you don't have to keep repeating them in the next life or the next evolution or the next whatever your soul is going to next. Like this is our time to learn. This is why it's called Earth School. Oh my god. That was a long tangent. Thanks for thanks for staying with me. Like thanks for holding space. <laughs> like yeah. no, that was that was absolutely gorgeous and I love I love how you broke that down because I mean, I think I mean, that's like I mean, again, like you're talking my language, but I think for a lot of people it's probably like, "Whoa." But I don't know. I felt like the way you broke it down was like really clear and I think very digestible for people to understand. Um and I, I, yeah, people from your podcast are probably like, wow, this chick is woo-hoo. Woo-hoo, I know, literally. <laughs> but also it's like, yo, it's like, I'm a psychic medium. Like, we're, like, we're, like, this is why we're here. So they should know what they're doing. I also into. would love to just throw out there, we are all shamans. We're all psychic mediums. We are all able to talk telepathically. Like we all have these amazing, beautiful gifts. And unfortunately we have forgotten, but our job here on earth is also to remember, like remember where you come from, remember what your gifts are and empower other people to do the same. And so when people think I'm crazy, I'm like, maybe if this wasn't my life, sure. I would be like, that's a little out there. But I can't lie and deny what I'm experiencing, what I'm living when I'm going on shamanic journeys, when I'm sitting here and I'm like, ooh, that person has an entity attached to them. Or, ooh, that person has a giant, like, leak in their aura and I can see how their energy is being drained. Like, it sounds bizarre, but the more you practice it, the more, the better you'll get. And the more that you get better and grounded in who you are and your own spiritual gifts, the less judgmental you become of other people and the less that you care that other people judge you. Like I, I've gotten to the point where I'm like, if being myself means being judged, I will be judged, whatever. But if I have to sit here and be everybody's cup of tea, then I'm never going to get to learn how to truly evolve my gifts. I'm never going to get to live in such authenticity that I'm like, check. Like I did this. I lived my life. I'm happy. I'm fulfilled. I did it my way. And my soul is happy and satisfied and content. Yes, absolutely. And even like, it's like random, but I'm like, no, this like totally all makes sense. So I'm sure you see me post it all over Instagram, but I've been reading this book and yes I didn't know I would love it so much and it is so stunning because 
like not only as like someone who is a fellow sister and someone that I've like seen and watched and like she's so wonderful and you know even inspire me to be like okay like I should do xyz like this is fun like I, I believe I told you like it yeah I told you like in an on in a audio message was like I sat down with all my guides not all of them I've you know we all have so many guides but it's just like I sat down with my main guides and my loved ones and I was like okay what signs do you want and it's just like fun like that was fun for me and it's even something like just to improve like my clear cognizance but it's also I've been telling everyone to get this book because it is just so stunning. Like it's just even the simple act of just communicating and asking the universe for support, for love, for joy, for just a little something is like you'll receive. And I just, I just, I don't know. It, it was just so funny. Like I was with my stepmom. Cause my stepmom like is, is super into this stuff. Like she has a really gorgeous, like um shamanic, like uh, spiritual teacher um, who's just been kind of like more of a life coach for her. But you know, I was telling, I brought this book up, like, Karen, you would love this. She's like, oh my God, like, this is amazing. Like the energetic exchange. And then I was like, yeah, this guy needs it. I was pointing to my dad kind of laughing because he is this wonderful man. And he has so many spiritual women in his life. Me, Karen, my grandma, um, their yoga teacher, um, are okay, dude, you would, oh my God, you would freak out. You need to meet our holistic physical therapist. Like, She's the most epic, epic human in the entire world. Like you lay down on the table and she feels where your where um her, your energy's pulling her, and she may start at your head. She may start at your finger, and she works with all the fascia, the muscles, the organs, everything. And she's like, we were talking about our past lives together, and we realized that we were both in the. I am like not. I don't think I describe it right, but we were both in the Mary Magdalene caves working on gift together we were like oh my god wait that's my past life too like (laughs) we go so hard when we're together so anyways digressing but like her and like our whole like our um our holistic doctor and it's just I was like dad you should read this book because he has a brother that passed at 25 um and he's he's with me all the time he is so so awesome and he's also gorgeous I'm like Vaughn you are so handsome and I'm like you should ask Vaughn for signs and my dad's like yeah I'm just like (laughs) I don't know it's just so funny like you are so cute like I love you but it's just one of those things where it's like any kind of way you spread the message is still impactful and I think sometimes you and I, it's so easy to get so down on ourselves. Like, oh, they didn't like change their life because like we said X, Y, Z. It's like, no, just beautiful little exchanges can change your life. And I think we just more, I keep saying like, not enough, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, I don't want that to sound like annoying. Like people aren't like good enough. Like everyone's amazing, but it's like, it, it just adds so much magic to your life. I've gotten into the place where I'm transcending the part of me that needs like validation. Like I'm telling them this and so therefore their life should change. So I'm transcending that part into a part of me that's gentle and very feminine because the the masculine is like, I'm giving you advice. So why aren't you taking it, damn it? But the feminine is like, I'm going to plant the seed And I'm going to keep planting seeds and the ones that will grow and sprout and flourish 
and thrive are the ones that are nurtured by them. So I am planting the seed and then taking a step back and really allowing other people to take responsibility for their own karma, their own learning, but then also releasing that ego of like, well, why didn't they get better? Like, why are you still broke? Like, why are you still, you know, unhappy or not finding your perfect partner? And it's like, it has nothing to do with me. And I'm just here to plant seeds. I'm just here to literally leave a droplet of love wherever I can. And the rest is up to God, source, the divine, whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I, oh my God. It's so funny. Cause it's like, I had... I had something to say on that, but then I totally forgot. But, like, it's so okay. It's so okay. No, I... Okay. No, I just remembered. Okay. So, no, I... As you... Maybe you saw my face and what I was doing. I was freaking out when you said, I have gotten to the point where I don't need validation. And, like, I think... I'm sure you went through this, too, with your spiritual journey. Is I'm like, I'm a medium. I know everything. Like, I know all the answers. (laughs) And no, I don't absolutely not I think everyone needs to know that like just because like Andrea is a powerful shaman no she does not know the answers just because I can you know talk to you know people that are like literally air no I do not know all the answers dude I don't believe half the shit that I read or think (laughs) or say like I am legit constantly in a state of like questioning everything even like downloads that I get from my own spirit guides (sighs) I'm I'm not attaching to anything anymore. And I, that is where I've seen the most results is where I'm like, here is this download, but I don't have to take every single thing that comes my way as absolute truth. And even what does resonate as absolute truth, like there is a source, a God of whatever you want to call it, that is omnipresent, omnipotent, even that I'm like, this truth is ever evolving and ever changing. So no truth for me is a hundred percent always present and always like a rock solid other than here's my one, my one exception, love is literally law. Like my law is love. That's it. Mm-hmm. How do I approach this with love? But otherwise, I've really gotten to the point where I'm like, dude, I don't know shit. <laughs> the more <sighs> I learn, the more I'm like, I don't know anything. Oh, God, I love that you said that. And even like an example that came up for me is like, I'm just so like, it's so freeing to be this way. Like, for instance, like, I could start like really getting myself worked up about potentially moving to Hawaii with Alec, I could really get myself worked up. And I'm like, you know what? I don't need, like, I could be like, oh my God, like, Andrea, like, what do you think? Like, do you think? I'm like, no. Like, honestly, maybe it's symbolizing for something. Maybe I actually do go to Hawaii. Or maybe it's, you know, just telling me to just, our love is abundant, whatever. And it's like, you know, even when I was really, really frustrated with my nine to five, like, I was not like, how long am I going to be here? Why am I here? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you know what? I am here. I'm here. I'm, I'm in this job for however long if I, I need to be. Spirit, if you tell me I need to quit tomorrow, I'll quit tomorrow because I trust you. Like, my life is so stunning and amazing and magical with you that I trust anything. I really, like, I just fully trust the path that I'm on and I trust myself. And I think... I don't know. It's like, again, it's, it's so nice to not need this validation because the validation is like just the love 
of you and the love of your team. And like, you just, you know, and I think again, another point is like embodying your soul is like, you just have this inner knowing, like you just know, like, I may not know exactly about Hawaii, but for some reason, I'm like, I just feel like Alec and I, I feel like I've said this to you too. I'm like, Alec and I are going to like something like I feel our relationship go taking the next step in a really beautiful way. What ever that means and I'm so open to it also I don't need to know the answer like I really don't like and I think that's where like you were saying with the needing from relationships is like we don't need to know shit we don't need to know shit unless maybe like if it's an emergency like okay like is this is this person gonna die like things like that like okay then I need to fly but like there's a time and a place to when you need to know but really like we don't need anything we do not so yeah also the concept of like knowing is such an illusion because Mm. even when you know you you don't don't know know the full yeah the full spectrum like even when you think you know and I will say there's a difference between knowing up here in your head and knowing in your body so I am very very clairsentient and Mm. so sometimes I will just know that this thing is not good for me Mm. but there's always like there's always you know caveats like it's not good for me but not that it's not good like it just is not good for me and so that deep inner body inner wisdom that knowing that clear sentient that is more of a source related knowing but when we think we're knowing with our head mm. but you don't know shit oh, you <laughs> I don't, don't know, know anything. Shit. oh my god no like it's just such a it's such an illusion it's such a like a falsehood and then we attach ourselves to like what we know and it just puts restrictions and boundaries on how much we can learn how much we can expand how much we can integrate and how much more we can absorb so mm. i I feel like we could just talk forever and ever and ever. No, truly. I'm like, uh, there's like so much to touch on with like, yeah. Well, I love what you just said is like the knowing in your body versus the knowing in your mind. The knowing in your body is so much more gratifying and so much more amazing and like, I just, again, like, it's so funny. We keep bringing up, like, how obsessed we are with our mans. But also, like, such a good thing is, like, I remember, like, even going through these, like, patches of Alec and I, like, disagreeing and figuring it out. was, like, I know he is my man. I know no matter what, everything will be okay. And even as simple as that, like, even if it, like, even if we broke up the next day or, like, we're together forever and we're old and gray, it's, like, I just no and not yeah again like I mean oh god this is a whole other episode where it's like this knowing comes with even your physical health it's like we know this because we are now so in love with like our bodies and like we can actually pay attention to our bodies and like even not even if you're fully in love with it it's like you're actually now having a relationship with your body and oh my gosh oh my god (laughs) I'm so good I could lose it okay so okay so I will end with um a final question so what is something what okay if you could it's like morbid but like also not really especially in like our 
her realm is if you had to leave the earth tomorrow what would be the one thing you could be like all right I I did it like that I checked my list of like how I made people feel how I made this world feel and I did my job I would definitely say the one thing that I can instantly like think of that comes to mind would be my connection to source. I don't think that I was expecting this relationship that I have with source, this, this like direct line of communication and strengthening that and finding that within myself. And so I would say my biggest takeaway is really having that direct channel where I'm like, yes, like I came and even though I forgot so many aspects of what, you know, my power hold and who I am and blah, blah, blah. The one thing I can take away is knowing that I continue to stay in the light and working for source and helping source in the capacity that I have. Mm, oh, I love that so much. That is so wonderful. And I love how like specific and divine and devoted that is, but it's also so sweeping in the most beautiful way. Like, it's just like, it's so it's like grand, but it's not it's like even it's like the way that you're impacting people's lives like is just powerful. I don't know. So I love that. I love that. <laughs> oh, I love you. This is amazing. This is so beautiful. I feel so lit up and excited and just like happy and connected right now. Oh, wow. Oh, my Lord. How? Powerful was that episode, you guys. Ugh, I will never be able to get over Andrea's such magnetic, deep wisdom. Like, she is so wise. And she's like, she's like 27. She's my age. It's unbelievable. So, anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed sitting with us and getting to know Andrea, but also just unpacking these beautiful just pieces of gold with her it has been such an honor being friends with her and i can't wait for many many more memories with her but also this will not be our last episode for sure there's so so much as you can see so so much we could talk about anyways thank you guys so much for sitting here with us again her podcast is the law love podcast and she is on Instagram as well. I will put her website and her Instagram handle in the show notes. And if this is the first time knowing me, check out my website at embodyyoursoul.co and Instagram embodyyoursoul underscore. Thank you guys.